Hello all and welcome to the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, podcast for SeedSing.com. I am your host, R.D. Kulik, and with me here is the man who is already upset that I disparaged one of his favorite shows from his youth, and that's the greatest other host, Ty. How are you today, Ty? Hi, everybody. Today I'm conflicted because football, I guess, did start last night, and I watched a couple minutes of it, but I felt dirty the whole time, so I'm feeling a little conflicted today because I love football, but... I did not feel correct watching the Chiefs and Texans play last night. No, that I mean, and we're gonna we're gonna be getting into that as all of this starts to unravel because that's what it's gonna do. It's just gonna unravel into terribleness. But yeah. let's talk about something completely different to keep our minds off of things. I came out of my writing hole that like the groundhog. I come <laughs> out of once or twice a year or something. They took the place for me on Monday. I took Labor Day off. Right. I'd actually written about half of the article anyways, so it wasn't that hard for me. I just figured out what the hell. But if you guys hadn't seen it yet, I basically... So let me tell the whole story. A little while ago, a friend of mine... Well, okay. Let me even go further back. There's something something called the Internet Archive, and it's this just massive... I I think one of the big companies, Google or someone, might run it, but it's this big thing that if you want to go see any like what a website maybe looked like to you want to go see what seed scene looked like when it launched you can go there and see it and there's people this internet archive people load stuff up onto it be it i mean there's movies on there there's tv shows i came across this because somebody said there were beavis and butthead segments that they they're criticizing the video and so I'm like, oh, okay. I you know, watched some of them. I was showing my son some Beavis and Butthead. And then I saw that MTV had downloaded the first four hours of the uh, of the network launching. So we, we all know MTV launched, video killed the radio star. It's like the story we all know. I told myself, man, I remember my mom and dad let me stay up and watch the launch of MTV. Well, MTV launched on August 1st, 1981. I was six years old. You weren't even born. (laughs) Now, thanks to a friend, give a shout out to my friend Chris here who read it. He actually did a little extra research and said what I watched was the original launch of MTV, but it was only available to a few homes in New Jersey. What we all remember, MTV launched later for the rest of us. So me being in St. Louis, maybe I did watch it. It just wasn't on August 1st, 1981. So what I want to do with you, Ty, is I'm going to take you through those first four hours. I only wrote about the first hour, but on this podcast, yeah. in less than an hour, we're going to go through the first four broadcast hours of MTV, and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm basically going to tell you what the video is, and I want you to tell me if you ever heard of this person, ever heard of this video. <laughs> Most likely, no. I will tell you a little Most bit about the video, no. and at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about what MTV was, what it became, and... In my head, it's like, oh, I miss my all music videos all day things. But maybe that wasn't the best thing. And you're going to see just in these first four hours what I'm talking about. So are you ready? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested in this because, like you said, what I and I was still young. I, I thought for some reason MTV aired in like 1984 for the first time. I don't know why I had that in my mind as the year. But yeah, I like you remembered video killed the radio star. And I assumed the only other videos on there were like. Aha's take on me, some Pat Benatar song, I'm sure. Like, so I only knew of big 80s people. Like, I, I assumed uh, With It by Devo was one of the first videos, but I guess I was way off base on that. And yeah, what MTV is devolved into now is pretty crazy from where it was when it started, I imagine. Well, let's let's talk about where it started. So 
If you're one of these homes in New Jersey, it just turned midnight on the August 1st, 1981, and you see a video of the space shuttle getting ready to launch. Now, the first space shuttle launched earlier in 1981, so this is a very new thing. But as it the countdown comes, and then we all, I mean, for those of us that grew up with the MTV in the 80s, there's the iconic rocket going into the air. That it's supposed to be Neil Armstrong, but the moon man standing next to the flag, the guitar riff. I'm going to warn everybody, there is going to be some singing in this podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> the, the classic guitar riff. <laughs> dun, 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 and the flag changing MTV and all the different colors. And, it, and here's the thing which is epic about it. Oh, uh, after, before the MTV guitar riff, you just heard a guy say, ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. And it goes right into video, killed the radio star. No VJs, nobody's talking. It immediately goes in. Now, video killed the radio star is like discussing if Babe Ruth was a great baseball player or something like that. It's place in history is it's place in history. You would probably mm-hmm. admit that. Yeah, it's a rad song, but it's a one-hit wonder song. I can't name another song by the Buggles, I believe yeah. is the name of the band. And in fact, for years and years and years, I thought the band was just called Video Killed the oh, Yeah. And that, hey, for I years, no I idea, thought but... that whole song was just a gimmick to launch MTV. But no. the Buggles had a whole I album. Buggles had a whole album, and that song came out well before MTV was there. So, it's... Well, no, I think that song is rad. Like yeah. I enjoy listening to it now, but I, I couldn't tell you a person in the band or another song they ever did. I can't even tell you what the video is. I would recommend go back and watch it because I'm going to talk a lot about videos in here. And here's where video killed the radio star. It's one of the golden ones because it's an actual video. It all looks futuristic. They're all wearing shiny silver suits. And there's a weird lady in a tube dancing around. But it's a video. It's not uh, okay. It's not just concert or performance footage, which I, I'm going to talk a lot about here. So I give it credit for being an actual video. And the concept of MTV was it wasn't just the music is, well, there's this video, and obviously people like Michael Jackson later on with Thriller and stuff like that take that and make these mini films. In the beginning, there's very few videos, and this was one of them, so I do give it that. Now, I tell people, or I've told people all the time, that the second, like the big trivia question, what's the first video on MTV? Everybody knows that. What's the second video on MTV? And I've told people for years, it's Pat Benatar's Love is a Battlefield. And other people I know have said the same thing. It's not. It's Pat Benatar, but it's some song called You Better Run. And it's her strutting around in leather pants and her band playing in the background and her just screaming at the at the TV, You Better Run. That's all it is. I've never heard this song. It's a forgettable wow. song. Pat Benatar, I, I'm i sure you, you would tell me other songs I know, but all I can, if somebody's like, name a Pat Benatar, if somebody said, name two Pat, Pat Benatar songs, I would have Love is a Battlefield and then I would just kind of show. I, I don't know another song. Yeah. I'm sure she has other popular ones because she's fairly famous, but i that's the only one I know, so I'm kind of surprised. It's I'll talk a little bit about this through this podcast, too, but Pat Benatar was one of the people that became famous because of MTV, I think. Not that she's a bad yeah. musician or anything, but I, I know in those early days it was like, who's better, Joan Jett or Pat Benatar? Joan Jett's a better musician. It's, yeah, I can uh, <laughs> see Joan Jett now without knowing another Pat Benatar. Right, uh, but Pat Benatar was one of these people who, this first video, You Better Run, wasn't much, but she would make a name for herself on MTV moving forward. Now, before I get to the next video, though, they introduced you to the VJs, and they had explained oh. what a VJ was. Loader, one of the first No, ones? no, no, he was later. Oh. You get Alan Hunter, who's typical-looking white guy, 
you get Martha Quinn, who was like everybody had a crush on Martha Quinn because she was like the girl next door type thing. You had uh, J.J. Jackson, who was an African-American, which I'm going to talk a lot about here because there is a distinctive lack of any African-American artists <laughs> in, um, in right. these first four hours. Nina Blackwood, who was like the trashy girl next door. So if Martha Quinn <laughs> is who you took to dinner, uh, Martha Quinn's who you took to dinner, Nina Blackwood's who you took you know, out behind the shed and had a little oh, fun oh, with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the last one is Mark Goodman with his shirt half unbuttoned and a huge fro. And he is going to be our VJ, our video jockey for these four hours. I don't know a single one of those. You don't know who Martha Quinn is? <laughs> no idea who any of them are. Again, remember, I was born in 1982. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really get into music until the mid-90s. So, again, when you say VJ to me, I think of people like Kurt Loder, even though he was the news guy, mm-hmm. or... I go to like the spring break stuff, like the Simpsons with Sepulveda Fido or whatever her name was. And she gets too old because she just turned 29 <laughs> or something. So the VJs to me are all these young people and Kurt Loder is in there because Kurt Loder was the one who like told me Kurt Cobain died and gave me all this big news. So to me, told you sad gasm broke up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, I have no idea who these other people are. To me, the VJs are, are the spring break people Kurt Loader and Carson Daly. That's Ooh. how I know BJ's. Oh man! All right. Well, there's, there's yeah. It's a... up, upsetting, but again, remember, <laughs> I was born in 1982. <laughs> All right. Third video on MTV. Here's your great trivia question for people. She won't dance with me by Rod Stewart. Now, Rod Stewart's going to make a lot of appearances in this first four hours, and I am not going to deny. Yes, I, I'm not going to deny anything about the man as a singer. I mean, he was already a superstar by the time MTV had happened, but. It is definite you could tell he is using he is using this video medium to strut and try to be sexy as hell. This is a video which is just a performance video. It's him and his band while he struts around on a black stage with white polka dots everywhere. So was he trying to use MTV to be like Mick Jagger? Was I think yeah, goal? yeah, yeah, that's probably that's was the best way to look at it. Become like Mick Jagger to it. So I don't like Rod Stewart. I don't like his um, solo stuff at all. There's not a song where I can sit there and be like, oh, Rod Stewart, that's great. And I will lie and tell people I'm a fan of Faces, but the only song I know by Faces is Ooh La La, which I think anybody else knows. So (laughs) it's like, I'm not a Rod Stewart dude. I will make an attempt at some point to go listen to Faces because I do enjoy Ooh La La so much. And I'd like to hear some of the other stuff, but there's not one Rod Stewart song where I'm like, oh, that's a great song. I'll listen to that. I do need to shout out my mother-in-law, though. Apparently, she had a huge crush on Rod Stewart when she was younger. Well, so she should watch this. Yeah, she should watch these first four hours because he makes quite a few appearances. <laughs> so it's clear it, it's one of these things where I look at now where it's like, I didn't listen to Backstreet Boys. I didn't listen to NSYNC. I don't listen to Britney Spears or listen to them when they were popular, but they sold records. And I don't know if this is disrespectful to Rod Stewart or not, but he has a fan base, or else he mm-hmm. wouldn't continue to make Well, these. and look, this is, obviously MTV was an experiment, but it was an experiment that had a lot of money behind it. So they yeah. sat down and they programmed these first four hours, this first hour in particular. You had to capture people, and that's the thing. These are music videos. They're, they're little short things, three or four minutes. And you look at these first three, Obviously, Video Killed the Radio Star. That's the obvious one. But Pat Benatar and Pat Benatar was, again, looked good, 
was built for MTV and then Rod Stewart. So they're coming out of the gate building that image. And then the fourth video. The Who. You better, you better, you bet. The Who, people love them, people hate them. When everybody talks about the great bands of the 60s and 70s, everybody says the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, you get Pink Floyd in there, you get Led Zeppelin, and then somebody will say The Who, and that person will all look at and go, yeah, okay, sure, The Who. (laughs) It's the type of person who says Ringo's their favorite. Oh, right, right. (laughs) Well, The Who were already uber popular. They were already big. This is just them in black and white singing the song. That's all it is. And they look completely disinterested. Sure. So, because I was going to ask before, like, do you think Rod Stewart was the big get for MTV? He was the one who was going to pull people in, or or was it The Who? Well, that's what I'm saying. So this is a big... The Who, obviously, is the biggest act so far. So you're 15 minutes into the launch of your thing, and you have The Who. The problem is, first off, they don't have the MTV look, and second off, you watch this video, it's just them performing in black and white. That's it. Well, because that's kind of what I'm thinking is MTV comes out when it comes out in the eighties and they probably like most TV networks, one of that 18 to 39 demographic. But by the time the who were popular, like those people, the people who listen to who like our parents at that time had kids were adults were growing up. I don't think they were not staying up to watch MTV. Yeah. As you said, I don't think our father was like, Oh my God, I got to watch this who video that's coming on. It's this new network MTV. So I don't understand why, you don't try and position yourself with a band that's big at the time, as opposed to taking a band who was big in the sixties and seventies. And again, no disrespect to the who, but you're right. It's like when you talk about sixties and seventies, there's 10 bands I would name before I name the who no disrespect to them. No, they're they're just not as no, no, they're not. Yeah. I almost feel like for the crowd watching MTV at this time, Rod Stewart is more famous than that. Yeah. And now, so here, there's your first five videos, or first four videos. The best one, hands down, is video. Oh, easy, easily. Here's where, so they get to the fifth video. And this is what I want to say. Again, this is 1981. This is a new medium, or new media. This is something experimental, but something, uh, like, there's this theory that a lot of one-hit wonders came about in the 1960s, because that's when FM radio came about. So you would get a lot of songs that people liked, but then those musicians couldn't make more than that one song. And 99 then, years comes to mind. Right, exactly. Yeah. What happened is, as bands got better, the 70s is known as kind of the corporate rock era, you know, the era of the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac and Led Zeppelin and things like that. These bands that had albums that withstand, well, then there was another one-hit wonder era in the 1980s. And a lot of people think that's because of MTV. Because you could get more experimental music, but people would see these good-looking dudes. Duran Duran's a great example mm-hmm. on MTV. Pat Benatar. And they they kind of took hold of that. I'm defending MTV when I say this, because the fifth video is by a band named PhD, and it's called Little Susie's on the Up. I've never heard, never of, the heard band, of the band, never heard the never song. Heard the- but you could tell this was what the early MTV was. You talked about, aha, it's an insane video. It's some guy in a butcher shop that wants to do a dance contest with some girl. And the song is freaking awful. And it's all over the place. But this, to me, was what MTV was trying to do in the early days. So I give him credit. It didn't work. Obviously, it didn't work. We never heard of this band. Yeah. But that was the fifth video on MTV. Yeah. I mean, not David Bowie. Not Talking Heads, where in this first four hours, Once in a Lifetime, which is a famous yeah. video, was never on, and that video was made. So, they could have done numerous Talking Heads songs at that point. And mm. 
Imagine David Byrne getting that medium. He would have done something. Well, that's what I say. Go watch the video for once in a lifetime. The ads for MTV that they showed during this time used that video to say, this is why you need to watch MTV. Yet in the first four hours, they never show it. Instead, they're showing showing little Susie's on the up. PhD. Did anything come of that? Oh, no, no. No, I looked it up. No. Um, Nobody of note? No. Nothing? Nothing. Wow. So let me talk about the next one, though, which was absolutely of the four hours I watched. This is far and away the worst song and the worst video I saw. Okay. It's called We Don't Talk Anymore by Cliff Richard. We Don't Talk Anymore by Cliff Richard. <laughs> and it's some AM gold BS of him swaying back and forth. So I'm like, this dude sucks. I looked it up. This dude is like one of the biggest recording artists in British music history. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he is knighted by the queen. He was the first quote-unquote rock star knighted. What? Yeah, I don't know. He had some big hits in the 60s. I've never either. He had some big hits in the 60s. Our mom and dad might have heard of him. Cliff Richard? Yeah. Who he's going to make another appearance. I'm going to have to talk to our father later to see if he knows this yes. gentleman. Yes. Because our dad was really into like that quote-unquote brick rock stuff. Yeah. So I wonder if he knows who this gentleman is. I know in the 80s he went like super religious or something like that. But supposedly in the 60s and 70s, is a big hit. But this video sucked. And this song sucked. Look at all the hard work I did for you people. Yeah, just him swaying, singing, like, ooh, baby, something like that. (laughs) All right. That's terrible. All right, Hall of Fame caliber up next. So after all of this, we finally, after Video Killed the Radio Star, we finally get another good video. And it's the Pretenders Brass in Pocket. You know this video. I don't know that song, though. I don't know if I know this video. So it's the one where Chrissy Hines, the waitress in the restaurant, and the band pulls up into the restaurant. The only reason I know it is in the song, she's like, you know, I'm special. And you hear the band go, special. During the video, they're sitting there, and she's like, I'm special. And the band member points to the menu where it says special of the day. And he goes, special. (laughs) That rules. (laughs) Oh, it's it's so awesome. I know, I know the video. I, I wouldn't have been able to name the song, but I know the video you're talking about now. Yeah. Does she have like a yellow and brown like waitress? Yeah, yeah. With her big hair? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So finally, finally another legendary video, I, I'll say that. And the Pretenders make a few more appearances on here. Nothing's as good as Brass and Pocket. So the people that did MTV, they picked the right video. So I know the song, too, that you're mentioning. I just didn't know it was called Brass in the Pocket. Yeah. I think my whole life until this moment mm-hmm. assumed it was just called Special. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> Up next, Todd Rundgren with a video or a song called Time Heals. I never really knew the song. Look, Todd Rundgren, I even wrote it in my piece. This guy's one of the most legendary music producers, backup guys. I mean, everything out there on the planet. He's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That makes no, crazy. Yeah, no damn sense to me. But... um. This video, this is what I'm going to give to Todd Rundgren. Here's a guy that understands music, and I think he understood music video because it's him interacting with Salvador Dali paintings. It's just a weird video. I mean, again, Todd Rundgren is legendary for a lot of other people. As a solo artist, he's had a decent career. But the video, again, and you you bring me back to PhD, that kind of sounds more like what MTV was going for, as in... Like when they eventually got to take on me and they got to thriller and stuff like that, it was a two to four minute long short film they were trying yes. to show. Yeah. So some people are trying to go, but then I come to the next video. 
Okay, in these four hours, MTV was promoting the hell out of their first live concert they were going to show from Ario Speedwagon. I do not like Ario Speedwagon. I'll be the first to admit that. They go, they go from this trippy, weird Todd Rundgren video to concert footage of Ario Speedwagon doing the song Take It on the Run. Okay, so before we started recording, I told you I don't like Ario Speedwagon. I know their songs. I can't name them, but the best quote-unquote best memory I have of Ario Speedwagon is in the movie Billy Madison. <laughs> he's going through school. He shows up to high school playing one of their songs, wearing an Ario Speedwagon t-shirt, and everybody makes fun of him. He's also driving a Camaro, I believe. Yes. And everybody <laughs> makes fun of him. So to me, and I've never been a fan of their music either. I've been trying to listen to it, but to me, that's what I that's how I equate Ario Speedwagon is Billy Madison and him getting made fun of. Yeah, 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 yes, I'm with you. And it's just live concert footage? Yep. Their MTV first concert, live concert, was REO Speedwagon? Yes, it was. Wasn't Queen still making music in the 80s? Yeah, oh, Queen doesn't make an appearance on this either. I mean, they could have picked somebody. <laughs> they could have done the Buggles. Apparently uh, yeah. They had a whole record that night. Yeah, well, nope. So they go from concert footage of REO Speedwagon to concert footage of Sticks and the song Rock in Paradise. Now, again. I, Simpsons quote again. The only thing I know of sticks is when Homer is they're doing the storytelling one, and it says you have to pass the river sticks, and it's a bunch of skeletons playing sticks. Lady, says, this, is, yeah, says, this is horrible. That's Here, what I know of sticks. Sticks is another one of those bands that people like ironically, but I, I do have to oh. say this: if anybody's going to go watch this, watch the first minute of this video because it's Dennis DeYoung with a massive fro. Uh, carnival barker like mustache wearing some kind of vest like i actually thought it was a story video and he's gonna be some carnival guy but no that's just how he dressed <laughs> that was the look in, that, in 1981 apparently. oh man but again yeah it's just homer pounding on his boat saying this truly is a horror <laughs> yes, that's what yes. i think of when i think of <laughs> I, I skipped a lot of these songs so uh, my review abilities <clears throat> might not be as strong we're getting near the end of the hour and the last three videos i I, there's two of them that are really interesting to me. I'm going to talk about them. One is called When Things Go Wrong by Robin Lane and the Chartbusters. And the other is called History Never Repeats by a band called Split Ends. I am willing to assume you've never heard of either of them. Neither. Yeah, I haven't heard of either of them. No. This is what I'm going to give, though. Again, this goes with the, the PhD and Susie's on the up. First off, I don't think either of these songs were terrible by any means. I mean, the Robin and the Chartbusters is some lady singing out to the sea while some man goes on some old colonial boat. But they weren't terrible songs. But they again, the concept, they were an actual story with the video. And the history never repeats by the split ends. This band was, was early Depeche Mode. This was this early kind of, you could tell, they were, or Duran Duran's probably a better example. They were kind of these pretty boys with this pop. They just weren't very good. But these two videos, you could see where MTV was going. It was about the image, but you you still had to have a good song. And unfortunately, neither of these did, which is why we never hear of them again. And then nothing came of these bands either? No, no. Okay, yeah, because I... Never heard of them. Never heard the video. Don't know the videos you're talking about. No idea. And then we close out the hour with concert footage of 38 Special doing the song Hold On Loosely. (laughs) I mean, it's a hummable song, but again, 38 Special is, I feel like, a band that people say they like ironically. I don't know. The song is catchy. I can't 
you know, shake that at all. It's a very catchy song. But again, to me, 38 Special is like, for people who live in St. Louis and listen to us, 38 Special is who people in South County listen to. Yes, yes. That's how I always look at 38 (laughs) Or where I live, it's Butler County. That's what we'd say. Yes. Okay, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's muddy, muddy, not good, but catchy rock and roll is how I would describe them. And there's your first hour. So for me, there's two on there. And albeit I didn't know the name of the Pretenders song, that video is very memorable. Now you said it, and I have that song stuck in my head. But it doesn't get any better than Video Kill the Radio Star. No. I wish it was all Video Kill the Radio Star type stuff. I guess I get why they tried to shoehorn Rod Stewart in there, because he's a star, and put on the who for the baby boomers who might be watching it with their young kids. But it kind of feels like they came out swinging and had a home run right, right away. And then it was just a bunch of ground ball outs or pop outs after that. Well, and and look, we're going to cover the last three hours in the second half, (laughs) but I wanted to focus on the first hour mainly because that's what I wrote and people can go back and look at it again. This was carefully crafted. And you brought up Queen, uh, David Bowie, the talking heads. There was like during the course of this thing. And I I do, I encourage people if you just want a weird bit of history, this was uploaded by MTV. So this is their tapes. And there's some things that are out of order. There's some things you could tell are lost, like that Ario Speedwagon one. It's only the first 10 seconds. And then it's a black screen for a while, which again, the black screen, I would have given a better review for, but, um, But you see, like, all these other things. To me, it might not be to you, but there's a famous ad of, you know, TV used to be a wasteland until MTV, and you see a guitar smash into the TV. I I remember that. Okay, I remember that forever. That's from here. You hear a, like, weird voice, a guy like, don't watch that, watch this. Another, they played that ad for MTV for, like, five or six years, and that all started here. We also had... A nice ad from 1981 of Mountain Dew and people going down a hill on a big tire and saying like, you know, give your do a do or something like that. I can't remember what it was or uh, was it the was movie? It still do the do? No, it was do the do now. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I mean, it could be. It was. It was an old. I remember the jingle when I obviously I don't remember it, but I was humming it in yeah. my head and. I mean, they're really leaning into this being the next evolution of music. Good old Mark Goodman kept saying, you know, we're going to do for for music what FM did for music. We're going to make it bigger and better. Also, there's an ad for the movie channel and an ad for Nickelodeon. (laughs) The early days of talking about the cable channels and saying how this was the early days of cable, I guess is my point. Ads for Atari. It's (laughs) It's a nice little time capsule, but... The as for the commercials, you'll see I wrote down some notes about some interesting ones in the last or in the other three hours. But this first hour, this is how they programmed it. And man, it seems like a lot of people didn't know what the hell they were doing. No, it's just it's kind of like a mismatch of we're gonna do this, we're gonna it seems like they tried to appeal to everybody when they should have just been trying to appeal to teenagers and kids in their twenties, is how I look at it. Hello all, this is RD, and I want to take a minute here just to talk to you about how you can support this great podcast, the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, all the work we do on SeedSync.com, and especially all the hard work that Ty does bringing you the sports knowledge and the pop culture knowledge that you just so deeply want, and how you can support me bringing you all the political knowledge that you definitely do not want. 
we have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com and look up the X Millennial Man podcast. And for just five bucks a month, guys, you are going to continue to be able to give you all this great content, give you the things that we are also craving that we know we need. And then in addition to that, we're going to be launching a Patreon only podcast called the X Millennial Man Political Report, where we're going to go through kind of more of a deep dive on my personal thoughts and other people's thoughts on what's going on politically around our country. That way we can keep the X Millennial Man as your place where you're going to go to find out all the most important things. Guys, we created this tie and I did because me being from Generation X and he being a millennial, honestly, I was tired of hearing about Citizen Kane's the greatest movie ever. It's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But we kind of got tired of, wait, nothing since Citizen Kane can be better. I mean, come on, Back to the Future is way better to some of us. Fast and Furious movies are way better. This is a place where we can talk about that stuff and where you're going to get that, again, not opinion, true fact of what is the greatest ever when it comes to music, sports, politics, all that stuff is SeedSing.com and the X Millennial Man podcast. So come on over to Patreon. Five bucks a month is all it is. And hey, if there's something more you need from that, come hit us up. Tell us you need T-shirts. We can give you T-shirts. You need handshakes. Maybe we can give you that. But come on over to Patreon, the Ex-Millennial Man podcast, and now I'm going to get you back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, I'm going to go through three hours how I went through one hour here because I wanted to highlight again the programming aspect of MTV in that first hour to get a flavor yeah. of what we're going to see moving forward. <laughs> it's just so weird to me, too, before you get into it because, like, you know, video kill the radio star. I keep mentioning Take On Me. I also you know, remember Cindy Lauper with uh, the wrestler guy doing a video with her. Like, I remember all these thriller, like you had mentioned, all these major, major things about MTV. But I guess I came to MTV when they figured it out. Like, this seems like they're all trying to figure it out. And it's really, this is interesting to me because I'm reading the Live from New York at Saturday Night. Oh, that's a great book, book. right now. And this seems kind of like the same thing yeah. going on. Except Lauren Michaels is a hundred times smarter than the people who are running him. Oh yeah, no, you could tell. I think they were kind of throwing it all together. And Mark exactly. Good, Mark Goodman with his big fro and half button shirt. God bless him. But how many times they would come back and him just staring at the camera for like two seconds, and yeah. then be then being natural, like oh hey, you know, rock and roll is cool. But um, yeah. So hour two. I'm, I'm going to list off a bunch of videos here, and I'm going to keep some of them out. So I'm not going exactly in order. I'm going to keep some of them out for a reason. We're now into our second hour of MTV. We've just gone through 13 videos, 13 damn videos in that first hour. I don't think MTV's played 13 videos this year. <laughs> in 10 years. Yeah. You start off the hour with April Wine, just between you and me, concert footage. Iron Maiden, concert footage. Saw an Iron Maiden. Ario Speedway, first artist to be, no, actually second artist to be on twice. Rod Stewart was there, but I skipped him for a reason. Ario Speedwagon, Keep on Loving You, concert footage. Uh, Pretenders, Message of Love, just a performance. The Cars, first time the Cars are on here, who were legendary for the videos they made on MTV. Their first video, song Double Life, just a performance. So they got a hell of a lot better as it went along. Yeah. Um, A band called Shoes with a song called Too Late, concert footage. Now, that's almost your entire second hour right there. There's a couple I skipped, and I'm going to tell you which one's here. So it's essentially just live music yeah. in the second hour? Yeah. Rod okay. Stewart, well, not live music, concert. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah you're right. Well, yeah, you, and I, you and I are yeah. thinking, yeah. So Rod Stewart is the first artist to be on MTV twice. 
and it's some song called Sailing, which is a boring-ass song, and he's just sailing around New York City. That was a little strange. There's uh, the song Bluer Than Blue. Some people, it's another one of these AM Gold songs by a guy named Michael Johnson. I fell asleep 10 seconds into this song. It's uh, it's <laughs> boring as hell. Video I just wrote, dull. Lee yeah. Rittenhauer has some weird video called Mr. Briefcase, which was this crazy video of him walking around with a briefcase and stuff happening. Just Again, I give him credit for trying to do something, but... Look, we've never heard of Lee Rittenhauer. Sorry, Lee, if you're listening or if your fans yeah. or if your fan is listening. <laughs> yeah. Robert Palmer, who again went on making some of the most legendary videos on MTV. He has a really his first video ever is something called Looking for Clues. It's really cheesy. I, I mean, that's it's not addicted to love. No, no, that was later. He hadn't done that song yet. I could have sworn that was his first. Oh, video. no, no, no. Rod Stewart is also the first person to be twice in one hour because Do You Think I'm Sexy is one of the videos that's on there. <laughs> that song is hilarious to me also. Yes. So um, there's a, a Rupert Hine with a song called Surface Tension. It was hard to get through. It was, And as a matter of fact, you could tell they used an old VH1 recording to put it in there. It's a terrible song. Don't worry about it. The split ends are back. With I, I guess that yeah, and this was even worse than their first one. But there's three in the second hour I want to highlight. One okay. is the Stevie Nicks song "Stop Dragging My Heart Around" that has Tom Petty in it. Okay. So this is the first time you see Tom Petty and or Stevie Nicks. Fleetwood Mac makes so, an yeah. appearance later on. So wait, you see Stevie Nicks before you see Fleetwood Mac? Yes, because this was probably wow. that song was probably big around that time. The of the of the four hours, I think the most legendary, I would say the most legendary, the most badass video. The person who I think understood MTV better than MTV did when they started. Midway through that second hour, you get Phil Collins in the air tonight. Okay, so I don't <laughs> like Phil Collins, so I can't give him any. Oh, if you've seen this ever. video, though, I mean, you want to talk about using this medium it's like him all close up and temperature cameras and weird ass crap and opening doors and I, have you seen that video of those two those two brothers that listen to 80 songs for the first time oh yeah 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 and i i'll always my wife introduced it to me and i always remember when they hear in the air tonight because all kind of the slow groove and then the drums kick kick it in the middle and they're like oh crap what the hell just happened no this was yeah, the most a- legendary video of the four hours. It's a personal thing with me. I don't yeah. like Phil Collins. He stole was the Oscar was given to him. Oh, when yeah. It should have, when it should have been given to Trey Parker and Matt Stone. So it's just, that's a personal thing for me. And then the second hour ends with Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street. Do you know this song? No. Yes, you do. I don't know who Jerry Rafferty is either. <laughs> you know this song, though. Because this, I, this is the most 80s of 80s song. It's the... You belong to the city. It's a song that starts off with a killer sax. I can't do it right. If you heard it, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, when we're done recording, I'm going to go look it up and listen to it. Because I want to, and I'll text you immediately. Oh, yeah. This is, this, this song is, is super sax. It's a saxy ass song. Okay. So then that brings us to hour three. Hold on a second. (laughs) Just hold on. The split ends, get a second song in there, which is a band I've never heard of, don't know anything about them. And they show Stevie Nicks before they show Fleetwood Mac. And I have to assume this is one of the first times people are seeing Tom Petty. Yeah, this has got to be early. I got to think this is early in Petty's career, yeah. 
that's an interesting hour too. And yeah, you're right about Phil Collins. I just have this personal dislike for him. But again, I, I tried to, when I watched this, I tried to, if the video looked interesting to me, but the song sucked, like the PhD one or any of the split ends ones, I, I would mute the music and I'd watch the sure. video to see. And, you know, they, again, you could see they were trying, but like Phil Collins, Phil Collins thing was, you know what it was? It was avant-garde. It was like something <laughs> different. It wasn't them trying to do a crazy story and run around and like, look, we've got a pig and now we are flying in a jet. And now we're, I mean, it wasn't anything like that. It had a co it, it had a coherent story that wasn't really a story. It was what music videos I think should be. They should be a piece of art. And that's what, okay. that's what that Phil Collins video was. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I played in crummy bands before I had kids and everything, and I played in one where the drummer was the singer, and we mockingly called him Phil Collins all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just the way I look at look at Phil Collins. Okay, so uh, we this is and again, some of this footage I know is taken out of order, but our three kicks off with a little news segment about how the Talking Heads, David Byrne, had said the Talking Heads are probably not going to be recording a new record this year. So two of the other members of the Talking Heads decided to go out and start a little side project called the Tom Tom Club. Yeah. So just a, a little here and stop making sense. Three yes. years later. After yeah, the... right. yeah. So there's the beginning of that. And then your hour kicks off with Pat Benatar, another song I've never heard of. I'm going to follow you. And again, it's just they still haven't done Love is a Battlefield. I don't know yet? if that video existed yet. OK. Yeah. And so, again, it's a lot like her other video. It's her strutting around with her pissed off look and heavy lipstick and leather pants and again she would go on to much much bigger thing let's see tom johnson savannah nights it's another am gold crappy song this is another concert footage oh i just say that sounds like a lonely island title for a song let's see so paul mccartney actually was called something else but paul mccartney has some huge ass band singing the song lucille i think it's a is that a chuck berry song that's a B.B. King song. Yeah, the B.B. King, yeah. guitar is called Lucille, yeah. Yeah, this was just another big concert, but it was... Again, I'm amazed this is the first time you see Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> hour three of MTV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get Dennis DeYoung and his weird-ass look back for Sticks the Best of Time. Okay. Uh, Carly Simon singing the song Vengeance. And look, I'm going to be a major league a-hole here, okay? I think Carly Simon's got a great, great voice. But man, she doesn't have a look for MTV. I think that's why we never really saw Carly <laughs> Simon much after that. That's great. You do. You're dragging her. I know. I feel bad. I feel bad. It's a great voice. <laughs> but uh, um, Iron Maiden. What do they say? Um, she has, they, they have a, they have a, a voice face for, for radio. Face for art. radio. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Iron Maiden gets their second video on MTV. Okay, so you mentioned them in the first and in, in the second hour, saying that it was concert footage. Now, I've, again, a band I don't listen to, but I feel like they could make some kick-ass music. They could, but this was concert footage too. Oh, okay. and I think by the time MTV evolved in the early to mid '80s to be more poppy music, bands like Iron Maiden were never going to be on MTV. Metallica yeah, like, didn't get on until the '90s. Yeah, that's what I say. You feel like a band like that would have like some cool imagery that they could show yeah oh exactly this is my favorite for even though i said that cliff richard one was probably worse no this was terrible this is a band that should have never existed in the video that should never exist the band's called blotto and the video is called i want to be a lifeguard 
what it all just it, it was it's a band that was trying to be a jokey band you know and the, okay. dude, the dude is wearing the the sunscreen on his nose and the whole video is about him working at a shoe store but he wants to be a lifeguard because chicks dig the lifeguard it, but the song i mean the song sucked and it's like four minutes long i was like Ugh. oh god that's horrible and then uh, rod stewart's back for the fourth time <laughs> <laughs> With Jeez a with a song called Passion. His first video, he was in a black room with white polka dots. Now he's in a black room with pink polka dots. Okay. So he, <laughs> he clearly had a theme he wanted to portray. All right. The second video, third video, I'm sorry, that I actually sat down and watched the whole thing because I like the song a lot. The first two were Video Killed the Radio Star and then the Pretend is Brass in Pocket was Elvis, Co- Elvis Costello's Oliver's Army. Okay, I know the song. Yeah, I've never seen the video. Oh, I'm upset. I watched the video. It is pretty culturally <laughs> insensitive. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, ah. yeah. People dressed up like people from the Middle East, Native Americans. It's a yeah. oh, it's upsetting. <laughs> um, it's 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 frustrating to go back and watch that stuff from the eighties. Yeah, yes. and just think of where we are. The third concert video from Ario Speedwagon. Don't let them go. <laughs> Were they like the best touring band in the 80s or something? I have I don't no idea. <laughs> uh, then some band called The Silencers with a song called Remote Control. All right. I actually wrote, no a, I, I wrote a few notes about this. Again, the song, this is really long too. This is like four or five minutes long. You could tell this is, this is where bands like Depeche Mode or even The Cure or things like that, the alternative music of the 80s where they were yeah. coming and that's music I like. It's just these guys weren't very good. But sure. they were trying. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. They were trying, they just had no talent. Yeah, I give them credit, but you watch this stuff, Ty, and you could tell why these bands never made it. Well, and like I feel like with the 80s, and you and I have talked about this many, many times, there was a lot of money, which meant there was a lot of cocaine going around yes. in the 80s. Yes. So I just kind of feel like somebody working at MTV at the time may have done a line of coke and been like, oh, these are my friends. You need to put them on, on a video. Yes. And that's how we get some of the stuff we get. And here, we're going through four hours here. And there's no repeats here, obviously. They had the content. Obviously, Ario said an entire Ario Speedwagon concert. They could just chop <laughs> yeah. up and put it out there. But... <laughs> And then the so so that's that's your third hour or I'm sorry I think I got this right I either this this ended the third hour or started the fourth hour the Juice Newton song Angel of the Morning do you know this song just no, call me Angel of oh, the Morning okay, <laughs> okay. Mean, your dulcet tones of course <laughs> don't you remember it. Uh, I'll tell you what's funny about this okay Juice Newton is a legendary singer not my cup of tea but she is a legendary singer. Christopher Cross is another guy. He's a legendary singer. And a lot of people think MTV ended his career because he's a doughy white dude. And people didn't want to see that in the early days. I think I know why Juice Newton didn't really go far after this because you watch this video. It's basically her sitting there looking as uninterested as possible while she sings this song interspersed of her just wandering aimlessly around her house. What? <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's, that'd be like a kin of somebody coming in here right now and be like, Ty, just play your acoustic guitar for a while. Yes. And walk around the house. Yes. Well, it, well yeah, I would look <laughs> disinterested if I was doing that. 
Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the next video, this is a kind of interesting one. There's a band called Rock Pile I've never heard of. And this was another concert footage. But the video starts off with them saying, ladies and gentlemen, we want to invite our friend up here to sing Robert Plant. Oh, Robert Plant oh, comes yeah. up. And here's a weird thing about it. When I was looking up Rock Pile, there's some British band that did a lot of rockabilly stuff. They sounded pretty good. There's a bunch of guitarists. And they had um, uh, Robert Plant singing the song, the Elvis song, Little Sister. Yeah. It was pretty <laughs> pretty good. I was like, yeah, hey, I discovered something awesome. new. There was a, a news story about how a church thinks that records should be rated like movies. And Alan well, Good or uh, Mark Goodman was having none of that. He was like, "Yeah, that's not that's not cool." Rock is awesome. Also, kind of on a sad note, they were talking about how there was going to be a memorial concert for Bob Marley, who just recently passed away. Yeah, yeah, he passed away in February of '81. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, is real. This almost seems like it's a joke, but it's a real thing. And then Mark Goodman talks about how a guy is inventing something called the iPhone. What? Hold in on. 1981. He said iPhone like headphones. And what it was going to be is a device that you put over that would stream, that would a beam light that would go with the, the, um, the beat of the music. So I E Y E phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoa. I know that. I know. I sat, I actually watched it again. I was like, holy crap. That's, that's wild. <laughs> And he actually made something like, uh, he said something at the end like, yeah, I just don't think that's something society wants right now. <laughs> As Mark Goodman character seems like a, a relatively cool dude. Oh, I love Mark. Oh, you could, I love Mark. <laughs> he was a good guy. Let's see. Then you have a band Boot Camp with the song Hold On to the Night. Uh, nope. The only thing interesting about Never that heard. is they were on a street filled with strip clubs. So, <laughs> Okay. So apparently the band Boot Camp like to go to strip clubs. <laughs> yep. You have uh, Cliff Richard again, the awesome Cliff Richard with another terrible song called Dreaming. <laughs> I, what? I, I know. I, um, this is the first rock guy knighted? Yes. I've never heard of him. I've never heard of him either. Okay, so we're into about three and a half hours. And this is, yeah. this is where I'm going to get woke here for a moment. Lee Rittenhauer right. is doing this song called Is It You? This is the first time I saw an African-American performer on MTV. So almost four hours into it. It was the drummer. It was not the singer. I mean, because you could have you could have had Grandmaster Flash. You could have had Keir, Curtis Blow. Oh, you're going to. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> okay. I mean, you could have had Talking Heads because like Bernie Worrell at that time, I believe, was playing keyboards for them. So the next song's Fleetwood Mac. Song Tusk, and it's them at Dodger Stadium with the USC marching band. It made really little no sense. I do want to talk about this video just because I think it's incredibly, it's such a good time capsule for the 80s. But it's this this guy named Michael Stanley, and the song's called He Can't Love You. And the whole thing is a story about, I guess, Mr. Stanley is a janitor at a hospital who likes this nurse, but she likes the doctor. And while he's singing and mopping up the floor, he doesn't pay attention and gets hit by uh, a truck. And so he goes to the hospital. (laughs) So he's in the hospital singing this song. But then his bandmates all come in on wheelchairs. And the first one is an electric guitar. He gets rolled in and he stands up and starts jamming. And then a dude wailing on the saxophone in the wheelchair comes in. And then a bunch of nurses come in the room. And then the doctor. And they all start dancing like white people. 
Oh, herky turkey. What? Oh. <laughs> it's, Why was the band in wheelchairs? I don't if know. I had a, a but dude? just to see that dude, that dude wailing on that sax in the wheelchair was worth it. <laughs> uh, okay. The fourth Ario Speedwagon concert footage for the song Tough Guys. Jesus. All right. The first rap song on MTV. Do you have a guess? Um, I mean, I hope you're going to tell me it's something by Curtis Blow or Grandmaster Flash, but I fear you're going to say Rapture by Blondie. Rapture by Blondie. Uh, see, that's, <laughs> I like Blondie. That's not a rap song. I know. And dude, and I love Blondie and I love this song, but watching little old Deborah Harry rapping in this video is so damn embarrassing. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm sure. And Fab Five like, Freddy again, is in this video and he doesn't yeah, say a thing. thing. Like, uh, yeah. They could have had real rappers in there. Yeah. You could have done Sugar Hill Gang. I, hey, this is another story for another time, but famously, MTV did not start putting black artists on until like 1983. So it was two years That's of this insane. crap. Yeah. That is... I, uh, okay. That, that was followed by a Who video, Don't Let Go, or Don't Let Go the Code or something. I never heard of it. They were dressed exactly the same. It's in black and white. They were on the same stage as their other video. They were so, so another... disinterested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rod Stewart, which I think this is the sixth time. Uh, ain't fifth love or sixth, a... yeah. Yeah, Ain't Love a Bitch. Again, it's just him being sexy Rod Stewart. The Pretenders, Talk of the Town. It's another performance, but they had like weird camera effects like wipes and crap. Oh, so, so the last two. These are interesting. The first one is a band called Rainbow. And there's a song called Can't Happen Here. And it's just them playing their stupid song. And then suddenly they start showing footage of oil wells, pollution, nuke plants, and then the video ends with a missile shooting off into the air. Oh man! <laughs> and the last, their message out there. the last song of the fourth hour of MTV, a song by Andrew Gold called "Thank You for Being a Friend." Do you know this I song? Know the song? Isn't that the song from Golden Girls? That's right. Thank you for the being song a from friend. Golden Girls? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there it is, Ty. Four hours of MTV. Start with Video Killed the Radio Star and end with the theme to Golden Girls, even though Golden <coughs> Girls hadn't been invented yet. Being the, the millennial of this podcast, and from what you told me, is they really started with a bang. Like, oh, yeah. As, as good as you can get, and really, really ended with a, a, a huge thud. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's, there's not as much memorable stuff as I thought there would be. No, that that you mentioned bands and like you you talked about Fleetwood Mac, but the song is Tusk and like yeah, it's a it's a it's a fine, but it's like a C D side, yeah, yeah, like and and the fact that the first quote unquote rap song is Rapture is not cool. And now I I I like Elvis Costello. I prefer his you know earlier stuff more than with like his other stuff that he became popular for. But I'm not so crazy about cultural appropriation yeah i was i was i was uncomfortable watching it (laughs) it's weird to hear you talk about the first hour the first broadcast of mtv because like i said in my mind what i've grown to know and like what i always thought about mtv was video kill the radio star take on me girls just want to have fun and then as I got older and watched it, I'd watch stuff like TRL when I was in high school because that's what was on all the time. And they play, you know, I saw all the Britney Spears videos, obviously, because I was in high school. And as I got older, you know, I would MTV2, when they still showed videos, 
that's how I was introduced to, to the Black Keys because they were on like this independent music award night thing. So it's just the MTV that I know is so much different from what they started out with. No, and now MTV is just a place to put pregnant teenagers on. TV, well, God. essentially, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I this was fascinating as an experiment because obviously in today's yeah. day and age, this doesn't work because I can go to YouTube and watch whatever I want at the time. But when MTV came out. There really was nothing like it. You had, I even wrote in there, if you want to talk about the giants of cable industry, it's ESPN, HBO, TBS, and MTV. I mean, these, these are the ones that defined what that looked like. I mean, I saw as many damn Chicago or uh, Atlanta Braves games because of TBS yeah. as I did Cardinals games. I, and it was games because of WGN. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, HBO, obviously, that was a, a pay thing. But MTV, I, I could remember we would put it on and it would just be on the TV for hours while you wandered around mm-hmm. and kind of checked in. So I thought this was weird, really paying attention while I, yeah, yeah. It, it took me a couple hours because I skipped a lot of the videos, obviously. But it took me Absolutely. a couple hours to just sit here and realize to myself, I don't think I could sit and watch MTV for an hour straight because you'll get your video killed the radio star. But then I went through another four videos before I got to another video I liked. And then I went through like another 10 videos <laughs> before I got to yeah. one I liked. So it's a little strange, but I, I, I keep going back to that whole programming thing. If in this four hours and you're trying to again, capture people. And the other thing I do want to say, this is midnight to 4am. So mm-hmm. maybe, they save some of their bigger stuff for later in the day when people were going to be awake. But again, this is your launch. Yeah. You put something like PhD up there when you know you've got this Phil Collins video or you know you've got, yeah. I mean, Elvis Costello was a big act at that time. You've got Robert Plant singing an Elvis song. You've yeah. got Paul McCartney. I mean, it, it just, it seemed weird to me. It seems like top load everything at the beginning and put all your split ends and P. I feel like I keep picking on split ends and phd <laughs> and uh but put put all them later on you know sprinkle all of them in there the other thing i was going to say is something i was impressed with is look half of that stuff is concert footage at least they mixed it around and yeah. a good majority of that concert footage were big bands at the time people knew who sticks were people knew who ario speedwagon 38 special so yeah. you know maybe that's comforting in between your I can't remember her name now, but so-and-so in the chart busters or yeah. stuff like that. Maybe that was comforting. So I, I don't know. I guess my point is, hey, in 1981, this is a great concept. It's a concept that would have zero chance of working today. Well, and that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, I, I have two young kids, an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. And the four-year-old doesn't listen to music, but the eight-year-old does. But he plays this stuff for me that I have no idea who it is. So that could be like the shoes or something that you told me about, you know, a band like that. It's, it's bands I've never heard of. Whereas if I were watching MTV, I'd want to watch music videos of bands I like. And for me, that's just not going to happen. They're not going to like, they're not going to play Run the Jewels videos on MTV because they're too well, the political. Language, yeah, too, right. yeah. And, and, and they can't play the language. Or I don't think black keys are popular enough to have music videos on there. Like, I listen to Lizzo. Lizzo would probably be on MTV, but like, would Bright Eyes, who I just wrote about the other day, would, would they get a song on MTV? There's, there's no way they would get a song on MTV. So I, I think in concept and theory, it would be great to have MTV back to showing music videos. But like you said, I sit there and I think about it, 
and there wouldn't really be any videos that I would want to watch. No, and there are two very different types of music. I mean, diametrically opposed, I'd say. I always talk about the AM gold stuff, and what I mean is the AM dial and you know stuff like Air Supply, and that, that's what that yep. Cliff Richard crap was. That was going to disappear sure. from MTV. I mean, that was going to be gone. I know Richard Marks hates this term, but it's going to be replaced by Yacht Rock. It's going to be replaced uh-huh. by like Kenny Loggins and stuff oh. like that. Things that have a little bit more guitar in them and not just the mm-hmm. crap. And then you had... Again, you had two Iron Maiden videos. Yeah. And like Iron Maiden, I mean, they were as they had no Black Sabbath videos. And Iron Maiden's in that same same and again it was just concert footage, but they MTV would get away from that stuff too. That their normal sure. music, that wouldn't be the core. But the other thing I took away is I see some no name band I've ever heard of and there's an African American guy playing the drums and I sit there and realize I've been watching this for three hours and it's the first African American I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's, and then that's upsetting. And then the whole rapture thing is is just oh, it's just embarrassing. It's just it's. I'm sitting there watching the video and saying, "Fab Five Freddy's right there. He's yeah, right let there." Him do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'd say. Just let him do the rapping part, and, the quote unquote rapping part. Right, song. and I'll give this to Deborah Harry, and I'll give this to the band Blondie. They were the first ones to bring really popular attention to what was going on in those New York clubs. Sure. So so good on them, but still, yeah. it's like oh, it's hard to watch. <laughs> oh, and I'm you know I'm kind of surprised that there's no Talking Heads videos, especially because like you said, they use Once in a Lifetime in their commercials. But Talking Heads by '81 had put out three records, I think yeah. three or four records by that time. They could have they could have at least put some of their concert footage up there. Yeah, or I mean, just just something they could have done something with them, I, something. <sighs> All at right. least the Tom Tom Club got in there on, yep. day on, on there at some point. All right, Ty. So if Mark Goodman needs to give you a call and tell you about the early days of MTV, where is he going to find you? Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to give him my phone number, but he can, uh, <laughs> he can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ty Kulik, T-Y-K-U-L-I-K. That's all lowercase. Same name on Facebook, same name on Instagram. More importantly, you can read me on the website Seedsing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G dot com. I do all the pop culture, pretty much all the pop culture writing. You took my spot on Monday because I, I use Labor Day as a day off for myself, but I'm back at it. And For instance, every Friday during the fall, I'm going to write about a favorite Michigan football game since Michigan most likely won't be playing football this fall. So check out my stuff on there. I do you know not just football or basketball. I do music and movie and stuff like that. Now you can hear me on this podcast, the X Millennial Man podcast. Rate, review us, tell your friends to do the same thing and listen to us. Check out our Patreon. Wear a mask, wash your hands, Black Lives Matter, and please, please vote for change in November. Yeah, we obviously repeat all that. Seedsing.com, S-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. While you're at doing all that stuff, Ty, go arrest the people that killed Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's sad we got to keep doing that, but that's what we got to keep doing. So uh, with all that being said, we thank you for years. Anything else that you may use to listen to the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. Remember, we are here every Saturday for free, wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. And fall has come in to my neighborhood today, Ty. So I'm going to go out and, clo- and enjoy the crisp air. Well, you enjoy it. I still have a couple more days of heat and humidity before I get to fall air. So. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Turn on.
The X Millennial Man podcast is a production of SeedSing.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik and Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.